Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and I'm here with Sergio Nazaro from 8Z Realty. He's a real estate agent and a real estate coach, and he's going to talk to us more about his business, how he has absolutely hit it out of the park over the years, all of his uh, secrets to being successful. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be on today, Sergio. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us more about you. You were telling me off camera that you were not even in sales or anything before real estate, and you've been only doing real estate for six years and have been uber successful despite having not having a background. So <laughs> yeah, how did this I mean, come listen, about? Yeah, listen, I feel like I was never in sales in a true sales role, but I was always selling myself. I think it all started with me trying to get into the Air Force Academy. I was the very last person accepted into the prep school. And the only reason they brought wow. me in was because I called every single day to see if somebody had dropped their slot to go to the Air Force Academy. So I think that's where this all started. And then I think the other there part too, I'm, the other part, man, is like, listen, I'm five, six. And so trying to impress girls, they always wanted tall guys. And I was the short one. So I had to work for it. And so there's all these things where I realized I'd been selling myself the whole time. And then when I got into sales yeah. roles and I had to sell things, I was like, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like I, I would just, I couldn't make any, I just couldn't sell anything. And I found real estate and uh, I realized that I wasn't selling homes at all. All I was doing was selling the path that, hey, I'm the person that can help you get from where you are right now to where you want to go. And the moment I realized that everything clicked for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, really we're the product and leading people like that is key. Yeah, absolutely. So did, did, so did you go right from the Air Force Academy or the Air Force into real estate or did you have some something in between? No, man. Listen, I got back from my deployment from Afghanistan and uh, I got into drugs and alcohol for a while uh, and I found myself in a pretty dark spot. Um, and when I got out, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went back and got my, my master's at CU. And um, the only reason I did that was because if you're going to school, the military will give you a housing allowance to pay for your rent. And the only reason I got my, my real estate license is because I had a gap between my summer semester and my fall semester. And if I wasn't in class, I wasn't mm. going to be able to pay rent. So I found a three week Kaplan real estate class oh. and I took it and uh, I didn't <laughs> do anything with it for three years. And then one day Man. I got a phone call. People asking if I could help sell their home. And I was like, I feel like I could do this. So I tried to give it a shot. Yeah, man, that's that's a that's a really cool story. So, man, thank you for your service, by the way. And appreciate that. I can't imagine what you must have gone through coming back and go, going to that that dark place. So, um, kudos to you for coming out of that. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, you got the you took the class. Did you go right into real estate, or did you do it simultaneously finishing your degree, or? No, see, I was I was working at a tech job here in Colorado for a bit, and uh, okay. I, was, I worked there for like two years, and I was trying to like figure out if I could do real estate and work that on the side, you know, be like one of those uh, part-time real estate agents that screw everything up, and so uh, I was trying to, and I was able to do it for my own transaction and my parents, but then I realized I couldn't provide the level of service I wanted, and I got to this spot in the job where I just didn't like the job anymore. And so I remember one day I was just sitting there in a yoga class and I was like, gosh, should I leave? Should I stay? And I heard my grandfather clear as day, who was an entrepreneur, be like, hey, it's time for you to quit. I went in the next day and quit my job. 
and I got into real estate in 2017. Um, and I didn't sell a home for seven months. Dude, I thought that I had made the biggest mistake of my life. I started updating my LinkedIn, started updating my resume, and then month eight, things started to turn. And from there, it's just been, I've been on a rocket ship. So what, what was the big thing that made it turn like that for you? I got a coach. I think getting a coach and getting perspective was really important. I found the right brokerage. 8Z is, you know, the, the level of service they provide, the way they give you the tools and the systems that you need, how they push the buttons for you and allow you to just focus on real estate and not the, all the other back end stuff that's really just going to bog you down. It gave me a lot of uh -huh. you know insight into being like, okay, I feel like I just can go do what I need to do. And that is to find clients and service clients. But I think the coaching perspective was really important because you don't know what you don't know. And so mm -hmm. um, this whole game, right? The reason real estate agents fail is not because they don't have the tools and they don't have the clients because they can't get the six inches of real estate between their ears done. They mess up in their own mind all the time. They, everybody could be successful in this game. It's just that most people aren't willing to do the work on themselves to put themselves in a position that when the opportunity comes up, they can take advantage of it. So I think those two things allowed me to free up some space in my own mind and see what was possible. And then from there, it was just about me doing the work. And with a military background, man, you tell me what to do and I'll just do it. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, that space between your, your ears is so important. I mean, this is a, this is a mind game in a lot of ways. So yeah. especially at times, especially at times like this, when it isn't as busy for a lot of people, um, you know, being able to keep that right mindset and find the business, I think is so key. Dude, the tide's gone out on real estate agents and lenders, man. Listen, this, uh, this idea that you could just sit back and let business come to you. Those days are over. And yep. in that people are getting exposed, like all the stuff that people ignored in their relationships and in their marriage, it's getting exposed. All the bad parents that were out there pouring into their business instead of their kids, that shit's getting exposed. The health that you didn't take care of in your own body because you weren't putting the time in and to go work out and eat right, like you're getting exposed. And you couple that with a market that's constricting, not that it's going to crash because inventory is too low and the dynamics are just different, but in a market that's constricting, you're going to see a lot of agents get out of the game and you're going to see a lot of agents hurt hurting yeah. because they won't be able to find the market in the market because everything else has been exposed. Totally. Totally. So, so when you got that first coach way back when, what was the first thing that your coach had you work on? Yeah. I mean, this was really about getting clear on what you wanted. You have no, you, there's no way that you can pursue this business, pursue the life you want without getting clear and knowing what you want. You got to get clear on the type of client you want to service. You have to get clear on the type of agent you want to be. You have to get clear on the type of money you want to make. You have to get clear on all of these things. Like you have to know what you want and why you want it or else you're never going to do the hard work when it starts to show up. So that was the first thing he did for me. And man, it was hard because. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't come from a place of uh, abundance growing up. My parents were poor as shit, man. We just didn't have a lot of money. We got taken advantage of by a real estate agent. That's why I had to go to the Air Force Academy because my parents couldn't afford college. And this was all because, you know, an agent took advantage of them. And so, you know, coming from, you know, I wouldn't say we were poor, man. I, I guess there's not a better way to put it. But not having that abundance and having to create this mm -hmm. idea of what a life could look like, that was difficult for me in the beginning. So... I had to surround myself with other people in the brokerage to see like, okay, 
if you can do it, I could probably do it too. So how did you go about that process of getting clear on those things? Uh, <laughs> great question. So I would start to do things like, I don't know, go look at homes that I couldn't afford and walk through them. Uh, go look at cars that I couldn't afford and sit in them. Go, you know, think about vacations that I could take and like visualize it. You know, start to write down some affirmations about how much money I was going to make. Listen, I bought into all this woo-woo stuff. And the whole thing was just trying to frame my mind into what is possible. And so when I had like this vision that I was creating and I was able to eliminate all the things that weren't important to me. And then I realized that the work is also going to be required in order for me to get that. I felt like I had two pieces of jet fuel come together and that's really what accelerated me forward because I had this strong why and I had this work ethic and when those two merged, it was game over. That's awesome. So has your your vision and your focus, has that evolved over the years or has it remained the same? Listen, I think real estate was a stepping stone for me. It showed me how to run a business, showed me how to, you know, manage relationship issues with my wife during a, you know, while being an entrepreneur. But most importantly, it showed me how I can create out of nothing. And so my vision now is no longer just to sell homes. My vision now is to help the agents and the loan officers and anybody else who's just like addicted to this commission cocaine, as I call it, right? Who's addicted to that, like help them get to a spot where they're out of the hustle business and they're actually running their business like a CEO. That's awesome. So, so you, when did you start the coaching side of things? I was, I've been coaching in some capacity since I was in uh, my deployment in 2012 in Afghanistan, but you know, out of the military, I was a coach. I was a personal trainer, right? I was a CrossFit coach. Mm -hmm. And then I started coaching for a national real estate company as well as my real estate, you know, at eight Z. And then I started my own coaching company in February of this year called become the standard. And I've been running that thing uh, alongside my real estate practice as well. So, so um, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And I mean, I think it's cool that you started your own thing. Are you, so with the people that you're um, starting to work with, are you seeing a lot of struggle out there? A lot of pain going on? What, what kinds of mindsets are people in? People are hurting, man. Like this game of, yeah. you know, you you can do work and it's going to equate to success. That game doesn't exist right now. You're doing work in the hopes that it's going to pay off. And so what you're seeing is that spouses yeah. are fighting more, people are getting divorced, you know, people are starting to realize that their identity, our identity was attached to the money they were making and this being a real estate agent. It's this implosion of shit. And I think what's tough about that is that it can spiral out of control really quickly. But the ones that are able to take this, this story that they're telling themselves and get back into, well, what do I want? Why do I want it? What is the story that I need to tell myself to get there? A lot of those ones are thriving. Like I have clients now, dude, I mean, he, he had a 300,000 GCI month, the biggest month he's ever had wow. in this market. He's no better than anybody else. He's just doing the mental work on himself. So he has the ability to see this market where people who are struggling don't. That's really cool. So where do you start with someone that is in a more of a negative mindset and struggling? What, what's the, some of the first steps that someone 
maybe someone that's listening to this um, is in that spot. What yeah, can someone listen, like that do to get out of that mindset? We got to get you to the facts of where you're stuck. Most people can't even be honest with themselves about where they're messing up. And the, until we can uh, like own the truth and get to the truth, nothing else is going to matter. And that comes with a lot of hard conversations, not only with the people in your life, the, your clients, potentially your brokerage, but also with yourself. And that's where the real questions comes. Like, am I doing the work that I need to do in order to get the result that I need to get? Or am I simply just sitting back and having this victim mindset and thinking that I deserve something because I've been in this business for six years? Or I made 20 phone calls this week and I can't believe none of my clients want to go out and shop at homes. You have to start to think of things differently, but first you have to own like where you are at, because if we can't own that part, then there's no, there is no possible way for us to build any type of plan for you to get to where you want to go. And that takes people a while just to own the truth. Right. So literally looking at themselves and saying, these are the things that where I'm falling short and I really need to be honest with myself and step it up. Yeah. And people lie. And they don't mean to. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they lie like with omission. They you know take some of the facts out so they look better. Sometimes they mm -hmm. lie of commission because they just tell a lie because they're too afraid to to just speak their truth. And until we can get to that, you know, most people just will they will lie to themselves and they don't even know they're doing it because they've told the same story for so long. So how would you combat something like that? Or like so how would you how would you coach someone through something like that? Or how do you I guess another way to ask it would be, how do you detect that in one of your clients and then help them to work through that? I mean, listen, it doesn't take anybody that long in a conversation to realize if somebody's lying or not. And mm -hmm. so what I try to do is I try to give them the tools that they need in order to start tracking things themselves. And a lot of those things are, you know, simple things. Like, did you work out this morning? Did you eat the right food? Did you meditate? Did you journal? You know, did you invest in the relationships? Did you invest in your business? And we track those things. And I tell them from day one, I was like, listen, I'll never know if you're lying about this, but you'll know. More importantly, your bank account's going to know. So I put the mm -hmm. responsibility and integrity on them. But part of this is this exercise called stacking. Stacking is a series of questions that it's a prompted journal every morning. They go through it. They uncover some of the stories that they're telling themselves, maybe some of the biggest lies that they're telling themselves. They submit that to me when we get on our coaching call and we're doing our one-on-one -on -one coaching call, man, I'm just asking questions and just holding up the frame to see like, okay, you said this, but you meant this. What about, what does this mean? And before you know it, they start to see where they're lying, where they didn't even realize they were lying. Cause a lot of times it's not intentional. We've just been so accustomed to not telling the truth that the lies feel like the truth. That's uh, that's super powerful. I appreciate that. That's, I mean, to help people to actually recognize it, maybe, I mean, some people maybe don't even recognize that they're doing that. Yeah. I mean, so let me ask you, RJ, like, what do you feel like is the biggest lie that you are telling yourself right now? The biggest lie I'm telling myself. That's a really good question. I'm going to have to think about that. I might have to journal. Yeah. What's the kind of the first thing that came, came to your mind? I, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't, I don't really, <laughs> I can't think of what it, it could be. Yeah. So it's, 
And so like just in that example, right? I'd be like, okay, well, what's the biggest lie you're telling yourself in your business? Or what's the biggest lie you're telling yourself in your marriage? What's the biggest lie you're telling yourself about your health? Yeah. And then once we start to get more focused on that, things will start to pop up. I guarantee you, I said something and you're like, ooh, that might be it. But you either don't want to say it or you still don't know. And either one's fine. But those are the exercises we have to go through. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to have to give that some thought. That's really good. Um, what about with your coaching clients, once you can get them thinking in a better mindset, what are some boots on the ground, actionable things that you coach them to actually do to start generating more business? Yeah. Listen, um, agents and lenders and car sales and medical device sales and all of them, we all work, we all focus on one thing. What do we need to do? Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I'll do it over and over and over again. Like we so focus on the work and I'm flipping the script. You need to focus on who you want to become because who you are being, the man you are being RJ is more important, more important than the work you are doing because mm. you can create marketing videos. You can get on a sales call. You can hold a seminar. You can do a podcast, but if you're just doing it to check the box, everybody's like, you know, this guy's just, his energy's t shit. He's not doing it. He's just doing it for no reason. I mean, you if you watch a football player like the Broncos, they're just going through the motions. They're just doing the play. But when you are the man, when you're the man that you want to be and you're acting in that way and you have the intensity and the commitment and the certainty and the confidence, and now you're shooting a marketing video and you're talking about something, people can feel that energy on the other side. So who you are being is important because it's going to impact what you do and inevitably it's going to give you what you want to have. So it's not about these tactical things of just like make more calls. It's like, why are your calls not converting? Well, it's because you don't actually believe in what you're doing. Let's fix this belief pattern and then let's get you on the calls and see how your energy shows up. I, I agree with that, but also people have to do it. You know what I mean? Well, I know. Like you can have you can have that energy and that right mindset and all that, but if you're not actually making the phone calls, then you know you obviously you're not going to convert any. A hundred percent. But if I just told you like, hey RJ, I want you to um, I want you to shoot an Instagram video a week or a day, and I want you to make ten connections a day, you'd be like, okay, got to make this video, make your video, and then you make your ten calls. That's fine. Day two, oh, dude, I don't want to do this. Day three, you're like, ah, oh, I'm not doing this. Right. Whereas if you have the certainty, confidence, and you have the clarity on what you want and you know what's going to be required, now there's nothing that's going to stop you. You're like, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And this is who I am being. And the way I show up on this is going to make those phone calls and that marketing more powerful and more potent. Like if you're going to do it, yeah. have the energy that you need behind it. Yeah. They go, I mean, certainly they go hand in hand. I agree. Yeah. So and, let's, and the big thing, you know, it too, like, right. Agents want quick fixes. That's oh, why yeah. they hire. That's why they hire social media companies. And then they wonder why they never get any leads. Or that's why they buy leads, you know, yeah, or that are trash. You know, yep. Totally. Or pay for advertising, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and you, you share with me that your business is a hundred percent sphere, um, based. Why do you think that is, or what is it that, is it your energy? Is it your, your activities? Is it a combination of both? Um, what would you say, what would you attribute that to? I think it's a little bit of everything. 
you know, the, the reason I got into this industry is because I, one, I had to pay for my rent, but two, I've got a little bit of a vendetta against the real estate agents. I don't like them. And I don't like them because I don't feel like they are actually, not all, not all of them. I like some of them, right? There's some good ones, but I believe when I first yeah. got into this, that all of them were just going to take advantage of people. And so I came in here yeah. with a vendetta to change things. And I think that energy, along with me wanting to protect people and create this space where people feel safe and feel heard, and they actually have the power in what they're doing, right? I'm here to just give them clarity so that they can have control over the decisions and feel confident when they close. That's my job. And so the ability to do that, service my clients, and then once we close, continue to build and maintain and stay in the relationship through memorable moments, phone calls, gifts, anniversaries, real estate reviews, things that aren't always real estate related. Well. I'm not just the real estate agent. I'm, I became part of their family or their friend. And so I'm, I think I've just become the no brainer for it. Now I'm not perfect, man. Like I mess up from time to time too. And there's plenty of clients that will tell you that, but I try to do my best. And I think that has come through. Nice. Nice. Do you do anything, um, beyond just naturally cultivating your network or do you hold events or anything like that? Or do you, do client appreciation things, um, anything like that? Yeah, I send my clients gifts twice a year. Mm -hmm. So they'll get a phone call from me once a year, uh, sometimes twice. Uh, they'll get a home anniversary gift. They'll get a six-month cookie gift from me. Um, they'll get invited to our you know, client appreciation party that 8Z puts on for everybody every year. They'll get, they'll get pies from me at Thanksgiving. They'll get a Christmas card from me in December. So I'm staying in flow with them. Um, and then on top of that, they're getting monthly gifts from me through like, you know, uh, a low, low program or like a, you know, a phone where you can go kind of redeem something. So I'm always in front of them as much as I can be. Okay. Do you have all that stuff automated or do you, do you, some of it automated, some of it manual? All of it's automated. All of it's systematized. I know okay. when I have to make the phone calls, I'm not a hundred percent on doing that. All the gifts are automated. All the invitations are automated. All the pies, right? I just submit the list of people that I want them sent to. The, and these two girls, they take care of it and get them out. My wife takes care of the Christmas cards. So all of it's automated. And um, that makes it a lot easier just knowing that I've created this momentum. And now I have these systems in the background that are running. But it took a while to get there, right? A lot of this stuff sure. that I realized is you can't create a system until you've perfected it yourself. You must know what is needs to be done before you turn it into a system or a process. True. That's true. And, you know, it's interesting. You say a lot of it's automated. You mentioned the people that are doing it uh, to help you. Um, automation can mean someone else is doing it too. Not just yeah. that it's like a website or something. Right. Yeah. I just, the way so, I look at automation is I don't have to think about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It happens automatically. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, so, I think the one thing that people shouldn't automate is their, is their phone calls or text messages and then also their uh, social media. Interesting. So even, do you mean the creation of the social media or the, the posting and that type of thing? Uh, all of it. So you can, you need to shoot your own content. I mean, you can hire a videographer, mm -hmm. you can pay mm -hmm. an editor to edit it. If you don't want to edit it, which I would highly encourage you not to edit your own content. But if you have like Fiverr or your brokerage creating your content and that's all you post with a caption that they wrote for you, have fun looking for a job. Right. 
that's that stuff's boring for people. Well, no, I mean, at that. That, no because here's the thing. People aren't going to buy because you have a just listed or a just sold or you gave a pumpkin pie recipe. Nobody cares. People care about yeah. you. They want to get to know RJ. Like, what does RJ do for fun? Oh, yeah. he yeah. likes golf. I also like golf, something we can talk about. So they want to get to know mm -hmm. the person, not the real estate agent or the lender. Totally, totally. Are you doing a lot on social? So I am. I post about, I would say, three posts a day and probably another five stories a day. So maybe 10 posts a day across four platforms. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. What kind of content do you put out there? Is it just kind of on the flow or do you plan, plan it out? Uh, so I have some edited content that I've planned out. Like I'll go through and I'll storyboard some stuff of ideas that I want to get out. Uh, I'll put out like a, a morning quote from my stacking that I was telling you about, like the lesson that I took from that. And then I've been really big on, I go live every day on Instagram and I talk for anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes about a topic. Dang. I love that. Yeah. That's, you know, I do, so I've, I've been doing videos since 2010. Nice. And I guess that's right there. That's something maybe I'm lying to myself about or like not being fully out there with is that like, I get scared about doing Facebook lives. What do you get scared not having the Not having the opportunity to, to redo it. Yeah. So that's something so, I could take from this. Yeah. You know what's beautiful too about that, RJ, is nobody's watching those things. So you can mess up as much as you want and uh -huh. nobody's watching. What I want you to think about with these lives is like, you'll get some people who will watch it, but the, the consistency of you doing that every day will make you a better speaker. And if you become a better speaker, you become mm -hmm. a better salesperson. I love that. Huh? I'm going to have to take that away from this, this, uh, interview. So I appreciate that, Sergio. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, well, you're, I mean, with what you're doing, I mean, I love your, your approach to all this with the coaching and just your, you have a, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like you, it seems like you pull people in a direction. And I think that's, it's so powerful. I'm curious if, if the president were to call you to advise him on something, what would he, he be calling you to help him with? Well, the way he's going right now, I'll probably learn how to read his name off of a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say um, if it was a, it was a president that yeah, knew where I'm he just, was. Dude, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I hate all politicians, so it's not a left or right thing. Yeah. If he was calling me, I think what he would be calling me to ask is, how do I stop lying and tell the American people the truth? Wow. He probably needs your coaching more than anybody. Uh, well, I mean, listen, it, well, may any politician. it may not be me as the coach, but if there's one thing that I will say is that in a world filled with lies, the truth is a weapon. And we are so accustomed to lies that we can't even find the truth. Coach Prime said that from up in Boulder. Kanye West, who's crazy and I hate him, he said that too. But we are so focused on not wanting to offend and hurt people that we would rather lie than tell the truth. And that's why we're all stuck. That's really interesting. And that goes, I mean, that's an even deeper answer than what I was expecting. Cause I mean, we're having an interview about real estate. I don't know where that came from, but here's what I'll say is that like, really good. the message I would deliver to the president is the same thing that I would deliver to a brand new agent. Just be honest about where you're at and what you have. 
Don't try to mm-hmm. BS it and just speak your truth with integrity to your clients or in this case to the American people. That's awesome, man. Well, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? Yeah, just follow me on Instagram, Sergio.Nazaro. I mean, that's where all the good stuff is at. So you can DM awesome. me there. We can chat there. And uh, I'm sure I'll say something that will make you laugh or get really upset. <laughs> I'm sure too. <laughs> and, and are you accepting coaching clients if someone's listening and they are intrigued by what you're talking about? Yeah. So there's a link in my bio on my Instagram. You can book a discovery call with me and we can see if this would be a good fit for us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you all heard it here. I mean, we, we all are meeting Sergio before he's world famous because <laughs> he's got so many profound things to say. I just really appreciate you taking the time, Sergio. I know you're super busy and um, you had a lot of really good uh, nuggets of wisdom to say today. Thank you, RJ. You're a great host and uh, I appreciate you having me on here. Thank you. Thank you. And for all of you listening, please uh, subscribe, share the episode if you found value in this. That's how the word gets out. Once again, my name is RJ Baxter here with Sergio Nazaro from 8Z Realty and Beyond the Standard Coaching. And I hope you guys all have a, what what was it? Become the standard. Become the standard. Yeah. That's right. So anyway, with that, we're going to sign off and you all have a great rest of the day. Thanks again, Sergio. Thank you.